My name is Mandy Baines, Principal Audit and Assurance at CPA Canada, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the special CPA Canada podcast. In today's podcast, we'll discuss various leadership considerations firms should be aware of when navigating through the current COVID-19 climate. After listening to today's podcast, you'll gain a further understanding about the following. One, from a leadership perspective, be able to identify what are the potential challenges firms are facing to help cope with the sudden changes in the working environment due to COVID-19. Two, from a strategic perspective, learn how COVID-19 has impacted both the short-term and long-term strategies of practitioners. And finally, three, review over other general firm practice management matters that leaders of small and medium practitioners need to be aware of. On behalf of CPA Canada, it's now my pleasure to introduce today's guest speaker, Bob Sangera. Bob is a CPA CA and is a current managing partner at Smythe LLP in Vancouver. As a tax partner, he enjoys the rewards of working closely with his clients to provide solutions to their challenges. Bob advises on a number of tax matters, including business reorganizations, estate and succession planning, the purchase and sale of businesses, and personal tax planning. His mission as managing partner of Smythe LLP is to support the positive culture of the firm while contributing to its overall growth. Please join me in welcoming Bob to this podcast. Our first question to Bob is the following. From a leadership perspective, can you discuss what potential challenges firms are facing to help cope with the sudden changes in the work environment due to COVID-19? Sure. Thanks for the introduction, Mandeep. I think there's a lot of challenges just given it's an unprecedented situation. And I think many people have said there's no playbook. Specifically, I think there's challenges related to just dealing with the processes of moving to a a remote work environment. The accounting profession is a very deadline-focused and traditional model and, and with deadlines being extended managing workflow through the busy season period, which has now been extended, and as a firm managing cash flow, particularly as we see clients having challenges and and how we as a firm manage that. So those are, I think, kind of the key central challenges that we've seen so far. Thanks for that perspective there. So our next question is as follows. So from a strategic perspective, how do you feel COVID-19 has impacted the overall short-term and long-term strategies of practitioners? Um, have you found that COVID-19 has forced uh, changes to some potential um, existing service lines for practitioners, business plans, business continuity plans? Uh, love to get your insight here, uh, what you've seen in practice so far. Sure. I would say that, you know, I think it's it's an evolving process. And, and personally, we've been remote for about a month. And initially, there's kind of this visceral reaction of your business is going to be significantly impacted, and it's going to be hard to rebound or, or it's business as usual. And I think the reality is it's it's somewhere in between, you know, from a strategy point of view, and business line point of view, you know, we are actually a fairly diversified and you're going to see different lines being affected differently. So when we're kind of looking at strategy, it's not a one size fits all. And, you know, we, we actually have a insolvency practice, which, which we think that fortunately or unfortunately, there's going to be some opportunities in that area. 
and right now, I would also say it's kind of too early to to look at strategy from the long-term perspective. We're kind of viewing it of what are the next six to eight months going to look like and, and how quickly is this going to rebound? And then also longer term, what what does it look like? And again, we're not economists, but you, you look at all the stuff about global recession and, and Canada and the U.S. economies and the impact on our clients, our industries. So we kind of view this as a fluid situation and strategies need to be adapted along those lines. As a firm, we, we kind of had a strategy map that we developed last year, which was a three-year strategy map that kind of hit on a few different pillars of what we wanted to execute over you know the next three years going into 2020. So we are definitely you know, in the process of revising and shifting and reprioritizing in light of this. But at the same time, I would say our perspective today is a different than our perspective a month ago. And in a month or two, it's going to be different. So I, I think the long-term strategy is going to be evolving. And we kind of, as a firm and as a partnership, we do our strategic planning in, in July. And we're going to push that off, notwithstanding the, the immediate issue of you probably can't who knows what will be open by then from a from a hotel and and offsite plan but we just feel that we're going to need to really evaluate our long-term strategy once we're back to work and back to this new normal i could definitely see that there i'm pretty sure all of the firms are in the same boat in terms of thinking of what is going to happen both in the short term and in the long term in the future Leading into this, in terms of communication with clients, are there specific initiatives or policies that you recommend firms should try to put in place to maintain continued communication with clients? Are you finding that in your experience, do you still meet in person with clients, conduct uh, virtual conference meetings, communicate exclusively through email, or is it a mix of everything that you're seeing here? Yeah, I would say everyone, including our clients, have adapted pretty quickly. I mean, we we kind of took the position of, you know, we're going to follow what the health authorities are saying in, in spirit of social distancing. So, you know, we, we went to a remote office with skeletal office staff, and we've kind of said to clients, if you do need to send in paper stuff, courier it in, there'll be a box there. So personally, I haven't met with any clients over the last month, and Technology is amazing. I've actually done some interviews through Zoom. Uh, we use Microsoft Team. Uh, everyone I feel has adapted very quickly, and and with the use of technology. And a lot of our clients are in the same position of self quarantine and office closures and stuff like that. So we've found it's been pretty seamless. I mean, there's certainly some partners on an individual basis who might be seeing some of their clients who who aren't. Uh, necessarily computer savvy and fortunately most of our jobs where we are sending staff out to audits we're able to deal with those so we've taken the position that we want to err on the side of caution and safety of our our people and and our clients and we haven't had any issues or pushback with clients and we've just you know leveraged our technology and so video conferencing and all the other tools available have really helped us significantly Keeping with the theme of communication, what are some examples or initiatives that you recommend to be put in place to maintain constant communication with your employees during these unprecedented times? This would be great insight you can provide to our listeners. Yeah, so I think certainly there's, you have to spend some time thinking about 
the connectivity of staff. And again, just in our traditional model of especially busy season, there's a lot of camaraderie of working late nights together and ordering in dinner and all those things that come with working in our business. So from from an overall communication perspective, communication is always important and it becomes even more critical during these times. We're using video conferencing a lot, more regular meetings within the practice areas. You know, my personal preference, which I've encouraged people is chats with video conferencing are more, you're seeing a higher level of engagement and connectivity than just a, a conference call. Uh, so we're, we're trying to encourage that video conferencing. As a firm, our communication to our staff, the first couple of weeks, I was kind of sending out email updates. I send out a video message now every Monday. Actually, this Monday was my, my first one. And so just to have a bit more of a personal touch, and we're looking at doing a virtual town hall just with the ability to have some two-way conversation. Certainly, there's a lot of virtual happy hours and and those types of things that are happening. So I think there's a lot of effort being put on that, and our HR staff have been great in, again, just making sure that we still do the same same kind of social activities virtually that we're doing in, in person. So contests and people showing pictures of their pets and their work offices and a bunch of fun interactive stuff that those things become more critical when when people are working remotely and people have different challenges with their workspace at home child care all those things that that are our people are dealing with so you know and the other thing we've just encouraging our employees to reach out to their coaches and hr if they are having those those challenges and how we can help them get through this, just given it's such a unique situation that we're dealing with. Oh, no, exactly. And um, our last question here is um, just more on the employee side. Um, are there common concerns and challenges that um, you found employees have brought to your attention about working remotely or working within this unique environment that uh, have come about? And uh, if you can provide couple examples that would be great for our listeners well I, I think the first one was just we're used to working remotely so when we did go to this remote office we made sure everyone was set up with a dual monitor and we just gave everyone an allowance to to do that i think that the key is we've just kind of set some policies on the workspace and how we help people work within that and having set hours and just the communication and and the team atmosphere so so just Trying to maintain structure, I think, is important while you're dealing with you know unique situation and unique circumstances. And I think one of the bigger ones is obviously childcare, with schools closed and and a lot of childcare down. So we've just had individual chats with those people who have those challenges, and where you have you might also have a spouse who's a healthcare worker. Just to adjust expectations, I think, is the key there of managing and adjusting those expectations because certain people are just going to be dealing with different things. So making sure it's not a one-size-fits-all solution to, to what we're doing. All right. No, thanks, Bob, there for um, answering all these questions here on the podcast. All right. Thank you, Mandy. We thank you for listening to this podcast. For further information about CPA Canada and our available resources, I encourage you to visit our website at www.cpacanada.ca. 
please note that this material is provided for educational purposes only. Although it has been carefully prepared and reviewed, the presenters and the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada CPA Canada cannot accept legal responsibility for its contents or for any consequences arising from its use. The materials are meant to provoke and facilitate thought and reflection. The guidance provided to participants in response to these items is not to be interpreted as a conclusive judgment on any specific situation and should not be directly applied to other situations.